Welcome to Diamond Dreams Miami Up and In. Mike, we made it. 10 episodes. Happy 10th. Happy 10th. <laughs> Good to be here. Yeah, man. It's uh, the weather it, it's, is it's awesome. awesome. Yeah, the weather, the oh weather's great. Oh my gosh, man. The weather was great. No, and it being episode 10, man, you know, I, I, I remember, you know, as if it was... Um, like yesterday, man. Like you know, we we spoke about this this idea for the podcast. Quick, boom, boom, boom. And you know, almost um, we're almost at you know twelve hundred views. You know, with with the nine episodes we've done, uh, we're getting a lot of people you know coming up to me and telling me that they listen to the podcast. So you know, thank you to everybody that that listens. Thank you, thank and yeah, you. You know, ten ten episodes. It's a big deal. It's a big deal, man. It's a big deal. Hey, saw you this weekend. We did. Saw you this weekend. D- over D- at Disney the, World. Disney. Did you ride uh, Guardians of the Galaxy? Were you able to not, ride it? Not yet, man. Wow. Not yet. We went to Epcot <laughs> for a little bit. There was there were long lines. We we had a, um, a lightning lane there for a test track. And when we were, you know, where you build your car or whatever, right. they told us now the ride broke down. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I'm going to say two things. I had awesome trip. The weather was great. Awesome seeing you there. Um, I know it's off topic, but... Guardians of the Galaxy is the best ride <laughs> I have ever ridden oh, man, in I gotta, my I gotta, life. You have to ride it. it. It is amazing. Nice. No, I got I got a plan for it. Anna Anna my wife has actually been on it. She um she works for for an advertising agency. Her client is Visit Orlando and they did a a party. They were at Epcot a few months ago and she got to go on it and she said it was it was no, out of this world. Out of control. <laughs> amazing. Out of control. But yeah, no, Disney was awesome this weekend. <clears throat> Enjoyed with uh with my son, I saw Mike there with his family, so good times, good, good times. times. And now we're back. You know, we had uh, some baseball practice today, but awesome we'll talk practice. about the. We'll uh, talk about that later. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. But you know, as always, Diamond Dreams Miami up and in, brought to you by Diamond Dreams Miami Academy. Hey, we're here. Uh, evaluations of this weekend. Uh, last chance to get them for the spring. So if you're listening and you're not sure, just come out and uh, see what happens. And of course, if you um, you're looking to buy a house, sell a house, rent, contact me. I'm a, I'm a real estate agent here in Miami. I'll I'll help you find a place. I'll introduce you to a lender. Whatever's needed. It's always a good time to buy real estate. And some love for Sammy Love. Um, our intro music is amazing. And Sammy Love, who is a part of Radio Stereo, a local band, you could go see him and follow him. Evo Love Music along the social media platforms. But we have a very, very special guest today. He's a longtime South Florida writer. I met him covering boxing years ago. In fact, I consider him one of my mentors uh, when, I, when I covered boxing for, for many years. And, you know, we would go to all the events and have good laughs, and we became good, very good friends. Uh, and he is the, the Marlins Associated Press writer. So he's at every single game. We'll provide a lot of insight. Santos Perez, welcome to Diamond Dreams Miami Up and In. Thank you, Armando. Thank you, Mike, for having me here tonight. Yeah, looking forward to it. Thank you for being here. Yeah, man, and we're we're gonna, you know, you're you're a big baseball guy. Oh, and he's also aside from baseball and boxing, he's a big Godfather fan. <laughs> <Without it>. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime Godfather's on, I always text Santos. I'm like, hey, look, Thanksgiving, <laughs> <laughs> football and Thanksgiving. No, Godfather on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Well, I, I got to ask you, first question off the bat, what, you know, as, as a big Godfather fan, how do you feel about Godfather 3? Because any anytime I watch it, I I try to embrace it, and I, I never can. Major, major drop-off from the first two. <laughs> first two are two of the greatest movies ever made. Uh, 
I, everybody says that, that was a money grab, and uh, it's just too many years between films. That kind of a, and not having Robert Duvall in the third one was a big, yeah. big void. I mean, you needed him back, the consigliere. I mean, George Hamilton just doesn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, as a consigliere. Nope. But uh, no, yeah. And how about the the overacting with uh, Michael Corleone when he has the uh, the incident there in the it, kitchen right, and he drops yeah. to the ground? Yeah, I mean, it, it's oh, just Al Pacino. It, yeah, <laughs> it's him just trying to like atone for all his sins, which right. were many. But uh, he he's trying to you know, and they like the famous line in the movie that the, the one great line they pulled him back in. That 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 was basically what we remember about part three. Yeah, right. But yeah, part one and part two. Two of the best movies ever ever made, but you know we're we're gonna talk a little baseball. I just wanted to talk a little Godfather, and we may we may make Godfather references throughout the throughout the podcast. There there are, there are some baseball play by play in Godfather One, if you and remember, it was when there, there was Sonny going through the toll. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was the Yankees playing someone, but yeah, it was it so was a Yankee game. So so hopefully hope, you know hopefully the Yankees won, and that was like the last thing Sonny heard <laughs> right before, Yankees uh, before he got shot <laughs> many times. <laughs> Too too many times, but you know, Santos. Last week, the uh, the Yankees re-signed Aaron Judge. That was the the big you know the big story. He was the big get in free agency. Supposedly, they're going after Carlos Rodon, you know, to solidify their their staff. And we're going to talk about that as well. Then multiple reports in the last week have indicated something big's coming up, something beyond Rodon. A lot of people started speculating that it was Carlos Correa. Then the last couple of days, the rumors are flying that the Yankees may be making a play for Fernando Tatis Jr. Seems a little far-fetched, but, I mean, there are scenarios where that could happen, right? All of a sudden, San Diego has Xander Bogarts signing from Boston as a free agent. Fernando Tatis will be missing first part of the season because of suspension. But once he returns, what are you going to where? Unless they have him already planned to move to the outfield, um, they, they, another storyline I hear that you know, they're they're afraid the Machado Manny Machado might opt out next year, so they have that safety valve in moving Bogarts to third base if that does happen next year. But that would be amazing if somehow the Yankees land Tatis. I mean, yeah, you know, you know, for me, I just, I just think Tatis has to play shortstop, man. I don't think you sign that guy for that type of money to play that prime play, position, yeah. and then all of a sudden you spend, you know, almost three hundred million on Xander. Right. And Xander's not. Xander's good. He's really good, but he's just not, in my opinion, Fernando Tatis. You know what I mean? So to me, I think something was staying there this year and tarnished a little bit with Fernando Tatis. I think. The team got pretty far without him. I, I, I think it was a little tainted, a little dirty. Some things well, that happened. Will there be like a clubhouse you know dynamic what I mean? I, there I, also? I don't know. I mean, yeah, he, yeah, I don't know. Not those being those there. are little factors that we don't know. But I just think that when I saw that Xander Bogart's moving, I texted you. I was like, well, what's going to – you're like left field. To me, my my, my <laughs> natural gut feeling was like – Why? Uh, no. <laughs> like, no, this guy's got to play short. This guy's an elite shortstop. He's a you know elite base runner. He's an elite bat. Like – and I, I think that I think that he's out. I think he's out of San Diego. I think he's gone. The, the other one before Bogarts, didn't they make a play for Trey Turner? They, they, they made a play. Yeah, and they, I mean, they made, yeah. they made a play and for, gonna, for Judge, and, but, right. but and, Turner. And, and even and, when I asked you that, I said, hey, you know, okay, they signed Trey Turner. Where are they going to put him? You're like second base. And then right away, I was like, my instinct was like, going, but you got to pay that much ready for a second baseman? No. Like, like, no, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
I didn't, I don't know. I think something's tarnished there, tainted, and I think Tatis yeah, I mean, is out. Do you think last year between the injury and then, the, you know, the PEDs, that, that pretty much did it in for him? The other, the other issue is, are there any clauses in, the, in that contract that he signed? Hey, you know, you, you shouldn't be riding a motorcycle when we've given you and in, invested that much money in you. Who knows? Are they looking into maybe voiding that contract because of, 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 you know that that injury. Listen, I, I, I they they signed the free agent shortstop, and they signed them very early in the offseason. That yeah. means that, and not for nothing, but I think Xander Borgers was the f- like maybe fourth best shortstop that was on the market. You know, because Dansbury's still out there, so um, and Correa's still out there, yeah. so. I don't know. I, I just saw, I saw that weird. I think that's yeah. They they made a play for two shortstops. Yeah, yeah. I mean they they got Bogarts, but yeah, they and they went after you, Turner as well. They gave they offered Trey a boatload of money. Like yeah, it was like forty two million yeah, more than yeah, than yeah, what he got with yeah. the with the Phillies. Yeah, yeah Trey Turner I think was a geographical uh, decision. He wanted to come back east, and nice. um, and that's the, that's what's being reported about Rodon as well. Rodon's from North Carolina as well. I mean, he was born in Miami, grew up in Miami, and then moved to Carolina uh, before I think fourth, fifth grade. I think it was. Um, yeah, the, that's uh, that might play into it as well with Rodon. You think nice. Rodon ends up with the Yankees? Pairs, you know, yeah. paired up with uh, his buddy Nestor Cortez. Yeah, that's it's looking very possible right now. I mean, the, the Giants just signed another pitcher. The Giants go from being the finalists for Aaron Judge, and they're not getting that what Powell Riley used to call the whale. They, right. they haven't really signed that mega star that, uh, that, that, that the Giants might are needing to compete in that division because you have the Dodgers are going to be the Dodgers. They're always going to be there. They're, you know, battling for the division or winning it. I mean, now the Padres are legit after what they did last yeah, year. Super you know, legit. They, they, they eliminated the Dodgers in that playoff series. Also happy you mentioned the Padres. Nick Martinez's dad is a friend of mine and, uh, he just resi- resigned with he the Padres. He went to Belen, right? Was he a Belen? He, he went, went to, to Belen. Belen. Yeah, nice. it's a great story. I mean, because he wasn't really recruited heavily out of high school, and he goes to a showcase in the Northeast, and he caught the attention of Fordham University's baseball coaches, and they signed him to a scholarship. And the rest is history. He was drafted, I believe, by the Rangers. But he he was a shortstop, I think, in, he was, in college, he, yeah, right? And he was an got... infielder. He became a pitcher in college. Awesome. And. Uh, he really didn't get that much playing time his senior year at, at, at Belen. And uh, his father believed in the showcase route, and uh, he did very well in that showcase. And you know, he had, had a good, good Congrats to Nick Martinez, man. He got paid. Nice yeah. to three years, almost $40 right. million, dollars, exactly. something like that. Congrats no, to him. He started, no, that's amazing. He started, started his career with the Rangers. Then uh, he ended up in Japan. And in Japan, he really uh, uh, did very well and learned uh, – things about the craft and uh he brought that he brought those with him here and he became a very valuable member of that yeah, pitching did. staff yeah, he did yeah, he did and you know speaking of rodon you know if he goes to the yankees he solidifies that that pitching staff you know i mean after after um you know cole or uh, gary cole and and then uh cortez there's a little bit of a drop-off because you know Tyone was was okay. I mean, he was pretty good, but he was okay. And Severino, you know, he had a bounce back year, but Sever- they don't have anybody like Rodon to no. pitch after Cole. Severino's been the disappointment. Yeah. Injuries, too many se- injuries, too many injuries, and that, that that that's what held him back. And that was an issue with Rodon before twenty twenty one. Rodon was he was yeah. he was a third pick overall when he yeah. when he came out of NC State, but there there were several injury setbacks with him as well. Yeah, but he turned it around 
his final year with the White Sox and had a superb year this past season with the with the Giants. And the way teams are, it seems like teams are lining up right now. You're gonna you're gonna need two aces moving forward. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. You're gonna need two real horses. And and Cole is, you know, Cole has his moments. Cole's obviously a horse. But he has his moments, but they they definitely need a strong number two. That's another number one. That's what they need. But getting back to the Yankees, Rodon will be a huge, huge get, obviously. But they need to figure out how to beat the Astros and to beat the Astros that you got to find more, more hitters. You got to find, yeah. I know that LeMahieu was, was, was out for, for a good part of the season. Donaldson was a disappointment, but uh, you know, when you know, Rizzo, Rizzo actually was, was their clutch guy in, in, in that series against yeah. Houston. I mean, he really was the one that, that did very well. And Bader, former Cardinal. Yeah. Ba- Bader, Bader to me was the, the highlight yeah. of, of yeah. the playoffs for yeah. the Yankees I mean, on, on the hitting up. side. Yeah, <laughs> so, sure did. yeah. You need, <laughs> you need more bats. I don't know if they're making if they make that play for Tatis. That that obviously will be huge. Yeah, look, you know Tatis, Correa, be, bring back Benintendi. I mean, I think Benintendi's a a, a solid player in the outfield. Yeah. There's any bad blood there? They bring Correa into. Yeah, yeah that's the stadium. other. That's, that's the thing. Look, the, the, Do- the Dodgers, angle, you know? the Dodgers didn't go after him because they said their fan base wouldn't wouldn't yeah. have liked it. Who knows? Yeah, that that could be an issue with the Yankees bringing it because I think the Yankees have been the most vocal one, right? It's a bit, were the Yankees or, or it's it's a close race between the Yankees yeah, and Dodgers I mean, as he, far as he he went and you know he he badmouthed um, you know Derek Jeter you know spoke, yeah, spoke poorly about yeah, him and all that yeah, yeah so Correa is like persona non grata I mean you you go after Derek Jeter who is like Mister <laughs> Mister Yankee um, the captain. You're not gonna be liked in in New York. Plus, like you know the the you know quote unquote cheating and 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 all that. Like I, I feel like everybody in Houston, or that was part of that Houston team, is kind of you know, n- not accepted in in a lot of places. Yeah, yeah. The the team that's there now is not really anybody. But anywhere those guys go, they're tainted. <laughs> they're touched up a little bit, you know. Yeah, because Springer <laughs> moved on. Uh, yeah, Verlander now moved on. Correa so. moved on. No. Correa's moved on. No. So still have Altuve and Bregman are the only That's two it. from that. That's it. From that nucleus, right? Yeah, no, and Altuve. I mean, he he came on in in the World Series, got a couple of clutch hits, but for the most he part, struggled. he was he struggled, he struggled in, in those playoffs. Yeah, yeah Jeremy Pena, who replaced Carlos Correa, oh, yeah. was yeah. the breakout star yeah. in the postseason. Altuve didn't know what was coming, so was <laughs> <laughs> exactly, <laughs> there was no trash cans or. No, none of that. Oh, but man. but Santos, you know, we spoke about Rodon. Rodon's a, a great pitcher. You're a big Cardinals fan. Um, Adam Wainwright, you know, he's, he's still on the team, but, you know, he's about 40 years old, if I'm not mistaken. So mm-hmm. he's in the last year or two of his of his career. Would you have liked for them to have gone after Rodon instead of going after, after, after a replacement for Yadi Molina? Well, they needed a replacement for Yadi Molina. But but my, my know, preference with, with the was money, Christian Vasquez. Right, my, my, would have been cheaper too. Right, my preference would have been Christian Vasquez, Wilson Contreras, good offensive catcher, uh, good arm. But uh, there's a, always been the talk about if, if he handles a pitching staff, good framing the framing aspect of it is you know very very few are going to compare to Molina. But I think Vasquez provides you that. Uh, that dynamic of you know, working with the staff, like we, we look, we could be wrong. He might just turn out to be the good thing that Contreras brings with him. He's a winner. <laughs> he's a world champion, yep. Yep. and he could be that 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 uh, missing piece that gets them, you know, to World Series and hopefully winning it again. Uh, yeah, the Cardinals need a number one. They, Jack Flaherty. I mean, to talk about a, a pitcher, you know, bothered by injuries. He's been one. I mean, 
all the potential in the world, but uh, he breaks down a lot too. And uh, I think after this year, the Cardinals have two pitchers that will be on contract. They're going to have a lot of contracts coming off the books. Steven Matz and Dakota Hudson are the only two pitchers that they have on con- in contract beyond 2023. So Rodon would be a great fit there. I mean, he, he, he would catapult right away to the top of, the, of that rotation. No, and the thing is that the Cardinals right now have, have the bats. Yeah, they yeah. do. So, you know, if, if you solidify that pitching staff, yeah. they're right back in the mix. Yeah, you're right back in the mix. Yeah. Yep. Sure we have to do a do-over. <laughs> we don't We don't trade for Marcelo soon. And right now, <laughs> Cardinals would have had Sandy Alcantara and Zach Gallen. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, and, 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 and that's perfect that you mentioned Alcantara because I wanted to transition to, to the Marlins. And there's a lot of, you know, Cardinals-Marlins connection. And we'll, we'll talk in, in a second about... Uh, Skip Schumacher and and John Jay, who was announced officially as first base and outfield coach today, but the Marlins. So you know they got El Cantra, they got Pablo Lopez. They're two of the best young pitchers in all of baseball. Obviously, best young pitchers in all of baseball on a team like the Marlins are very very attractive to teams like the Yankees and the Dodgers and the Astros and the Red Sox and so on and so on. What are the odds that they trade? either of those two guys in this offseason or in the next couple of years? This ownership group right now is not liked because of what they did when they came in. They got rid of all their stars. They got rid of all their their, their, their named players. It's like Stanton, Fuera, Yelich, Stan, Stan Fuera. Fuera. Go, see you. Boom, 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 right. boom. Right. Right. <laughs> if they somehow move Sandy Alcantara, who has a very friendly contract for the next five years. Extremely friendly. I mean, the few fans that have been out there to support it. You know, actually, right now, with what Alcantara just accomplished, he might start winning some fans back. They might exactly. start, you know, look, the, the, the tragedy, it's 2016, Jose passing, that set this franchise back. He was our attraction. He, you know, people went to see him pitch. Yep. And, you know, it's the different personalities. Alcantara is a quiet guy. I mean, he's, but gosh, it's great to see someone who's, he's a throwback. He's someone that wants the ball in the ninth inning. He's one, no, don't, you're not taking me out. I'm going to finish this game. You know, a lot of pitchers today, when you, when you watch these games, they're satisfied that they, that they went six innings. I say, why? I mean, you should be satisfied. <laughs> you know, a quality start, the famous term, quality start. Quality start is six innings, three earned runs is a quality start. That's yeah. what, a 350 ERA? But at at the same token, though, he's got that friendly deal and everything. But man, that that seems like a wasted five years where he can be in the playoffs somewhere. You know what I mean? And 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 making a lot more money. And you kind of feel like I I kind of feel, you know, that those guys deserve that. You know what I mean? Like this guy's in his prime, and he's not in the postseason. He's not in the postseason. Yeah, I'm a season ticket holder. I say it every 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 show, but (laughs) you know, like I don't know, man. Like I just I just kind of feel bad for the fact that that. You know, when are we going to see this guy in the playoffs? So we're going to have to wait now six years, seven years, but most likely he'll be with someone else. You know what I mean? But I don't know, man. It's it's um, it's mixed for me, you he, know? He's uh, arguably the best pitcher in baseball. Yes, yeah. right he is. Uh, I and he's here. Yeah. And he's the here. Marlins. He's, he's the here. Best and, 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 but and we got to complete games. What? You know? The next closest with innings pitch, I think, at maybe, what, did he get to 200? I know there was a huge gap between him and the, and the next pitcher. Uh, Pablo Lopez, I I do. Uh, there's a good possibility he gets moved either this off season or next trading deadline. He's Listen, got like two, two pa- Pablo Lopez during the um, the trade deadline was that they were discussing 
uh, a trade, Pablo Lopez to the Yankees for Glaber Torres. Mm-hmm. Look, the Marlins have no shortage of good young pitchers. We were talking the other day, you know, they got Cabrera. They, you know, Sixto, if he ever gets healthy, Max Meyer, when he gets healthy, they got Eldi Perez coming from the minors. They still have uh, uh, Trevor Rogers, uh, Luzardo. Luzardo yeah. You know, they have good young pitchers. Pablo Lopez for Glaber Torres makes all the sense in the world for the for the Miami Marlins. All the sense in the world. If, if they propose that trade, you you have to take it. Glaber Torres, though, you, you you can't move him to shortstop. That 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 didn't work with New York. So the Marlins are going to trade him because Jazz Chisholm is their second. Although they they, they foresee Jazz Chisholm eventually becoming the shortstop of that of that team. Um, you know, Miguel Rojas, solid guy, but. Uh, I mean, if you have a chance, to have, yeah, he's if, an average. If you have average a, to if, be low average, if you have the chance of having Labor Torres at second and move Jazz Chisholm to short, yeah, that would be. Yeah, and he's quite a, an he's upgrade. a bad. I mean, Labor Torres, if, when he plays well, could hit yeah. thirty. Yeah, and also, and he and he won't have that spotlight here that right. he would have in New York. I mean, exactly. that's another thing about someone like Rodon. Is he someone that might want? He won't have right field either. <laughs> It'll be a little deeper here yeah. for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, stadium. I think the the Marlins they they, they need a they, they need not field bad. I mean they need a center fielder. They that's been a big problem for them all season. And my concern is they're gonna be again uh, enamored by what Brian De La Cruz did the last month of the season. He was phenomenal the last season. Can he carry that over yeah. 162 games? You know, Jesus Sanchez teased them like that the previous season. He had a great finish, and look how he started. He, he just couldn't follow up what he did in 2021. I mean, real realistically, do you see them making a move for for an outfielder like Benintendi, who I mentioned for the Yankees, yeah. or, or or trading for for Reynolds from the Pirates? They, you know, Reynolds has said he wants to get, he wants to be moved, but the Pirates are not desperately trying to move him. I mean, they still have the a, Marlins have the pieces to give him for for a yeah. trade though. Yeah. Are the Pirates just looking for for arms, or are they looking for for bats as well? I, <laughs> yeah, because they, the Pirates they need want, a lot of. If they want bats, they're how, not going to get them. How far away do you yeah. think the Marlins are from getting in their division, from getting into the playoffs? Well, how, well, how many pieces? They, how, what do you think? What's no, they, they, it's just they have no offense. They have nobody. Jazz Chisholm, yeah, he could. Be, Jorge Soler and, and Garcia were disappointments. Yes, um, they were. They, they were expecting one of those two guys to provide the power. I mean. Soler, Soler played what ninety games, thirteen home runs. He was he didn't lead the team in home runs. Believe it or not, Jesus Aguilar, who was DFA wow. in, in August, <laughs> was Still, was the team leader the at the end of the season. Wow, yeah, yeah, they, <laughs> and they, he wasn't around. Yeah, he wasn't around for the last six weeks of the season. Um, Gary Cooper, injury prone. You can't that, you can't depend on that. It, they need another DH first base type. J- they they J- had said they were in on um, Abreu, uh, Gurriel. No, the other uh, Abreu. They, they were in on Bell. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, they, they were, were in on Bell and Bellinger. And Bellinger, and but, uh, Bellinger. Yeah, they were in. They were they probably were off, right? Like far <laughs> off. On that, I'm sure, right? I mean, Bell signed what a, f- a somewhat friendly deal. Yeah. Two years, uh, 36, 33, 33. But then again, he went to the Guardians, who's a play. You know, they're a playoff team. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, the guy wants to probably be in part of a winning team. That's now, ma- mentioning Soler Santos, you know, um, Eric Cabrera, who's a coach uh, for, for Mike at, uh, at Diamond Dreams uh, Miami Academy, uh, he was on, on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, and remember he yep. mentioned, he goes, yep. he goes, I go to a lot of games, 
And when you go, the last guy always out of the dugout is Soler. Everybody else is sprinting. This guy, you know, he takes his time. He goes out there. Look, I'm a, I'm a big, it could be, you know, personality. It could also be, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge Don Mattingly fan, my favorite player of all time. Love the guy, idolize the guy. I would have put him in the Hall of Fame a billion times. But as a manager, you know, he kind of lost this team. And you being a Cardinals fan, you know, you follow them very closely. Skip Schumacher, what does he bring to the team? Can he correct some of some of this behavior that went on this year with, with some of these guys that might be a bit on the immature side? That's the issue. I mean, uh, this is a first-time manager. I mean, look at what you know. Oliver Marmol had a, had had a huge uh, advantage because he had some veteran guys there: Molina, Pujols, Goldschmidt, Arenado, that they could set the rest of the guys in line. Who do they have here in the Marlins to, to do that? I mean, that's why bringing in a, an experienced guy, an Abreu, would have been someone you know, respected in the clubhouse. I don't know. I, that, see, that's going to be a challenge for someone like Skip Schumacher. Yeah. In that regard, a Justin Turner would make sense. And Justin Turner you know, as well. Because he's part of a World Series the veteran, team. Yeah. Gurriel, who, you know, right now, where is he going to play? Yeah. With, yeah. with the Astros. He would be a good a good addition because he he's won. He's been part of, of these teams. And he, and he could, you know, no, those two guys could right. come in as the veterans. Nobody so. mentioned but J.D. Martinez. Yeah, he's, JD Martinez he fell off fine. a little bit this year as far fantastic. as the power numbers are concerned. But he... He had forty something doubles this year. It yeah. would I mean, be great. Yeah, yeah. why not someone like J.D. Martinez? I mean, you yep. can put and him he, at DH and, and some games at first base. And he's still out there. I mean, I, yeah. I can't imagine that J.D. Martinez is going to command a ton of money. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. And that's a veteran presence that they don't have. Exactly. Yeah, it'll be nice to pick up two or three of those guys. <laughs> now, Im- imagine being the Marlins, right? We're we're talking about getting J.D. You know, on the cheap, Justin Turner, <clears throat> Gurriel. You know, talking about these contracts. Meanwhile, <laughs> the New York Mets have been outspending everybody. <laughs> you know, they, they, they get Verlander. They, they sign, you know, the Japanese stars, Kadai, Senga. Um, they're, they're signing everybody. You know, they have Lindor in his big contract. And, you know, they're, they're, they're outspending the Yankees even at this point. How the heck do you compete with that? You know, when you're, when you're throwing, you know, peanuts at, at uh, Cody Bellinger. They look the Tampa Bay Ray model has worked for them to a certain point. They they, they don't have the stars, right. but they are very good at, at scouting, at player development. That's something that the Marlins have lacked as far as the offensive end of it. There's no question that they have developed great arms, but they just can't hit on. I mean, JJ Blade, he's a fourth overall pick if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Yep. That's a big miss if if he can't yeah. turn it around. I mean. Give him about two months, and he struggled mightily. Um, they've missed you know, on a lot of high draft picks. Yeah. The Marlins, like historically going back throughout, they've missed on a lot. Of yeah. I, I think, and it escapes you know. my name. You're, you're gonna you're gonna know it, but uh, the kid that they just drafted from um, was it from LSU? Yeah, right. right. He was a yeah. transfer. I I think he's gonna play the left-handed power yeah, hitter, the first sooner, round pick that they yeah. took sooner yeah, than because, later. Be, because, because big guy, man, big guy, six six, something like that. No, no, he's no. not that big, but yeah, he's. Solid guy, yeah, but it's it, you're right. I mean, he's going to play sooner than an opening because there's just no 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 bats there that they they need they need somebody they got to pick up somebody in this free agent. It's going to be the second tier group, obviously, but someone like J D Martinez would be a great fit here. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I I don't know why they don't. And I think that guy that drafted led the country in home runs. I think 
Pernick. I think I think he was I, I think he was there, there, there so from LSU. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah. I like that. They need, they need to pick. bring him up quickly. There's a lot of guys <laughs> I'd like to see him bring Real up quickly quick. because they're gonna have to face Scherzer, Verlander, and Senga. And Senga throws 102 miles per hour. Yeah, I mean that's a nasty staff that they're putting together in New York. Now there are some rules changes coming this year. Is that gonna benefit a team like the Marlins, where the shifts are no longer Maybe. gonna be allowed? So you're gonna emphasize emphasize more on the contact, maybe not the the slug anymore. Maybe they they do have some 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 players, John Birdie. I mean, Chisholm runs. Are they gonna set the t- obviously the team in motion a little bit more? You, you look more for average, more for and then sluggers. That could help. That, that, that the fact that they're changing the the, the rules, the emphasizing the shift, It'll be interesting how. The, these players ad- uh, adapt. I'll tell you what, you know, and I, I went to a lot of the Marlins games, and the shift gave you just as many hits as it gave up. You know what I mean? Like, there were so many hits that were given that were like, man, if they're playing normal, that's a ground ball the third. Oh, man, if you're, you know what I mean? And I'm, I, I like traditional baseball, traditional. I like everybody to be at their position, right. you know? Um, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting, and I'm excited. I'm excited for that change. But one thing about that Mets rotation, um, so their their number three guy is ninety eight to one hundred two to one hundred two with a, a split that supposedly Nasty. David Bernard told me and and Luis Rivera, which is a minor league coach with the with the Mets and Brooklyn Cyclones, that that split has never been seen like that at that at that speed in the big leagues. The, That's so, incredible. The split has been um, emphasized quite a bit oh, in recent years, hasn't it? It's been emphasized. The emphasized. The emphasized. Yeah, yeah. but but uh, you know, Hidel Noble brought it back real back in the day, but no, this no, yeah. hard. Yeah. Like, it's going to be coming at, you know, 93, 94 miles because an hour. Because Tanaka fe- featured he had to go quite there. a bit. Yeah, he did. But at, you know, 80, you know, 89, 90, this yeah, Cle- thing's Cle- Clemens, Clemens back then had, yeah. A, yeah. had a nasty splitter. Yeah. 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 Now, um, yeah, Jose Quintana is an under-the-radar pickup yeah. for the yeah. Mets. that's true. I mean, he, to this day, I mean, he... And he has a he good was, last name. Yes, sure does. <laughs> he sure was, does. Not he related. Was shut, sure he does. was shutting down the Phillies in that first game. Again, the baseball analytics said you can't face a guy a third time around. Mm-hmm. They take him out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, analytics. The, the next reliever got yeah. The, 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 <laughs> the reliever in yep. the seventh got the outs, but once they got to the ninth, what happened? Look, I was not expecting Quintana to go nine, but hey, you keep that lineup down, yep. your chances of winning in the ninth improve quite yep. a bit. Yeah, and he was throwing well. You got to leave him. You got to well. go with the feel. You got to leave the legs to the side. You got to go with what you're seeing, and especially that that type that Zach type of game. Wheeler, you yeah. take him out and face Jordan Alvarez. Yeah. Alvarado was already gassed. He was already, and the, and the Astros had already figured out Alvarado in that series. I mean, Wheeler's like the guy you signed five years, $115 million. He was pitching well. Yeah, okay, well. a couple of runners on base. Let me go. Pitch let me go down. down too. Yeah, let me go down in my horse. That's that's you know, what I think. And that's the Blake Snell game again. Yeah, that, that I mean, doesn't. We're seeing the Blake Snell mm-hmm. old over game over. over and over again. All because of a piece of paper. Yeah, yeah. Those guys, guy those, computer, those guys know? in the room yeah. with the computers and the it's Ivy League much. education and probably a lot of never <laughs> yeah. wore a uniform. That what that's yeah. what that's irritates me. Yeah, <laughs> man. That's that's one thing that I you know I'm a traditionalist when it comes to that. If you're a hard arm and you're pitching well, somebody put it the other day. Um, a stat that there was a, a game that Nolan Ryan, when, when he was with the Angels, 
threw like I mean it was like two hundred and something pitches. Yeah, sure. He pitched three days later and went on to like pitch for nine, you know, nineteen more years. Exactly. W- yeah. What happened to the you know like a more brazo? You know, it 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 didn't happen with, with Nolan. I mean, granted, he was one of a kind, but but yeah, a lot of pitchers could you know could go nine. As far as World Series complete games, I think one of the last ones I recall, unfortunately, Armando, for it was Josh Beckett uh, clinching the, the World Yankees. Series yeah. against the Yankees. I can't recall. There might have been a couple more since then, and that was on a one less day of rest. I think you right. only had like a day right. or right. Like and took, rest in between. Took, brought him back on three days rest. He wanted right. to clinch that game, game six. He wanted to clinch. Game six. Yeah, McKeon was one of those old schoolers. Yeah, right. he, he, yeah. didn't, he didn't give a crap. Yeah. If you pitched yeah. a day and that's before, what I you about, were Yeah, that's what I like about Manley with, with Alcantara. Uh, because Manley kind of understood, hey, this is a guy that, you know, he's my best he's my best option in the mound right now. My relievers are definitely not doing it. I'm going to ride him as much as possible. And Remember when the Houston lost with Garrett Cole warming up? Uh, right. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. he was ready to go. Yeah, they didn't bring against the, the Nationals. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, like and you know with with the Yankees, um, um, in a series I want to forget, but when they when they lost to the Diamondbacks, Schilling and Johnson, yeah. Johnson and Schilling, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know they 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 lived and died with their with their big arms. You know what was it? Johnson pitched the night before, and then yeah, Schilling, he came and, and he came in closed in yeah. Game Seven. Yep. 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 Throwing uh, cheese. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather forget about I, I that mean, World yeah, Series. And he pitched another, what, five, six, seven years? Yeah, and absolutely. Listen, in my opinion. And other, Schilling won, what, yeah. two more World Series, I think? And Schilling, by the way, should be a Hall of Famer. But, yeah, you absolutely. Know. Yeah, and listen, I think I think once you get to that point, I think that the the rest or the arm is a secondary thought. It's all about winning in that moment. And you know what? The, these arms are protected all year. And we're just talking about three or four days here where you may have to do a little more. You know what I mean? Yeah. So these guys, in my opinion... Uh, they got to be used. They use them, and then you have the plenty of off season. I hope. Yep. I hope the Sandy Alcantara season opens eyes, you know, to some of these organizations. Look, if we have that type of pitcher, no, I mean, if he's if he's shutting you down six innings, he's gonna go seven. He's gonna go yes. eight. Yep. He's gonna finish. Yep. Yep. We need the we need the complete game back. We need that. We need back. Yeah, man. I I, I want to see complete <laughs> games again. I want to see nine inning shutouts. Mm-hmm. I would like to see a no hitter. That's not a com, you know combined, combined eight pitcher. No hitter. Pitchers yeah. even asking for the ball like they used to before. Pedro Martinez, no, I'm leaving me in. Like, are, are even, yeah, Alcantara is the example. Alcantara is the example of, of of the throwback. I want the ball in the I, ninth I, inning. I think Garrett Cole's the same. Yeah. Berlander, you know, but those are. It's a different. Not everybody. No, like yeah. a, a lot of these guys, you know, after the fourth inning, they're ready to give up the ball, and you yeah. know, I. I I would I would like to see that not not happen, but you know we're, we're going to move on Santos because I wanted to ask you about this. Um, Mike and I spoke about this very passionately a few weeks ago, but the World Baseball Classics coming up. Um, you know, Team Cuba is going to be part of it, and some players like Joanny says for this is going to be part of of Team Cuba after coming here under you know political asylum, et cetera, et cetera. Right? The White Sox have two players. Luis Robert and Juan Moncada, two very good players, but they're going to play for the Cuban team, the, the the place where they defected because they were being repressed politically, which is why they're here, right? Now, the White Sox hired a, a you know coach with some Cuban blood, Pedro Grifol. Mm-hmm. He brought a staff of three more Cubans. <laughs> so it's like, you know, like Cuba, like Miami and Cuba, like, right. in, you know, in the Midwest, right? Um what, what's going to happen there? Because obviously, a guy like Grifol, 
has to be rubbed the wrong way by by what's going on. Of course. I mean, uh, and, and Eddie Rodriguez, Jose Castro, coaches that grew up, played high school ball here, as well as Mike Tozar, it's got to rub them the wrong way. I mean, that's 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 very difficult. And I credit a lot of the other Cuban pl- ball players that have, don't want anything to do with that team because they know that, hey, we're the traitors. Now they want us back. We're, we're considered the, the, the scum, the traitors that we left them. The, the motherland for, for, for dollars, and now they want us back. So that, that's a, like a very difficult clubhouse. Who's advising these people? Were their agents, like, who were their advisors telling them, hey, you know? And how does this happen? They, they get a phone call from these, from, from these people? How does, how does this happen? I remember, I mean, getting back to the Cuba issue in a minute, but years ago, remember one of the first World Baseball Classics, Maglio Ordonez, who's a big Chavista, was playing for the Venezuelan team. When Venezuela played here, the Venezuelan exiles let him have it. Yeah. So pretty, when Robert and Moncada and if Cespedes lands with another team, I don't know if that's going to happen. He's playing in the Dominican, I believe, now in the winter ball. They, they, they probably will get the same reaction here because even uh, you know, Cuban media here, exile media here is not – not treating them kindly with with this decision. Well, you only suspect that his wasn't political, no. <laughs> his <Yeah>. wasn't. <clears throat> no, no, habla de política, you know. Yeah. Even though, oh but you know, it's it, it it's it's um, I I would understand if if you go and do that and then you make a statement in favor of the people of Cuba, but they're not even doing that. They're they're not just, doing you know, they're just going it's and very and, clandestine the way they're going there, joining the team, and uh, yeah, they're not... But how, how does it happen? How, who calls them? Who selects them? Know. The head coach? How, how does that... They probably made some contact with the Cuban Federation, uh, and, uh, yeah, and those three, you know, t- the, bit, bit, the, uh, bit, bit the proverbial apple there. I mean, they... they Wanted to go back and oh, and the and the pictures with uh with Diaz Canel are gonna be plenty. Oh, they're, they're, oh yeah. they're gonna be used as pawns. Of course, they're gonna be used as pawns. Uh, Cuba will play its first round in Japan, I believe. They will not be here unless they advance to the semifinals. <laughs> <laughs> so this will be quite quite a scene. Well, I got my tickets. So. Yeah, that'll be. That's when you'll have a full Marlins Park, <laughs> by the way, or yeah, Lone yeah. Depot Park uh, during the World Baseball Classic. You'll you'll see big crowds there. Awesome, and now now switching gears over to um and, and we'll we'll talk a little bit of uh you know because your your son played literally here played high school went on to play college but but Mike very very uh very awesome week coming up awesome weekend with the uh, instructional league draft uh, I'm one of the um, the parent coaches that's gonna <laughs> have one of the teams so I'm gonna be drafting it and and, and I went out to the practice today. And you know, uh, Mike's doing an evaluation, right? We're we're seeing who's you know who who could run, who could throw, who could hit, and man, there's some really good kids <laughs> at that at that age level yeah, there, and you know, and, and and kids that you know they're they're improving, and that's what you want to see, you know, from from the time when when Anderson started, you know, earlier this year in in T-ball to now, like I've seen a lot of these kids, you know, obviously at at five, you're 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 growing yeah, every day. And and the way you know they're catching the ball, they're running, yeah. they're hitting. It's it, it's pretty impressive. I'll tell you what that practice today. I think we had what like forty something kids out yeah. there for the pre evaluation because now they get broken up into the groups of ten for their better you know hands on evaluation. Um, you know those kids behave so good today, man. You know so good with that amount of kids there, all the lines that we made, all the things we were doing. Um, and I'm super excited for the season coming up. Looks like we're gonna have uh, six teams, and. Um, 
And uh, I think that draft is going to be a lot of fun. You were paying attention today, or what? Were you paying I, attention? I did pay attention. All right, I got your text. I got to ask, ask you about was. a couple of kids. Hey, I, everybody's on the same boat. We got you know, <laughs> M- Michelle hit me up, but Bryce's dad, Chine, everybody was. Uh, Man, there's a um, so. Santos. There's a there's a lady Michelle, very nice, has her two kids there. It's a girl Harper and a son Owen. The, the, they're, I mean, they're incredible. Really, the, they're so good. These two good. kids, they're so they're so good. Yeah. The mom played uh, softball, or yeah, she did. They, I think her, I think her sister was a Division One softball player, yeah. and uh, you know, it's in the genes. The mom is super athletic. It's a, the kids it's run track. In it's in the genes. You know, they play a lot of sports. And, I mean, and, and, and the, she's super athletic. Yeah, the dad's also a big, yeah, the dad's big dude. Tall. Yeah, yeah. So Ohio State. Uh, yeah, I was talking kids, to him uh, the other day. Yeah. So yeah, she's looking to take a team. So I know she was paying attention. She's competitive. <laughs> yeah. No, there were there were some good kids. You know, yeah. obviously, um, you know, Bryce, awesome player. Uh, a lot, a lot of kids that are that are great. You know, I mean, we're we're, we're my, my team is a defending champ, so uh, <laughs> I'm gonna try to keep a, a lot of them together. But but yeah, it's a uh, it's pretty awesome. And and Santos, you know, you you know, you you went you went through that. You know, as as a as a dad when Izzy was was a kid, and you know, and growing up, how was that experience for you seeing him get to college baseball? Well, let me tell you about the baseball dad withdrawals. Because I went through that after he, he stopped playing after his senior year. I would stop at parks randomly just to watch games, kids, because I still felt it. I mean, that's, that's awesome. It was years. I mean, of, you know, I didn't see it as an investment. I saw it as a, you know, as a passion because my kid liked it. He, he never told me, look, I don't want to play anymore. He, he finally said after college, look, I went, look, getting to college, getting his degree, that was the icing on the cake. Awesome. I mean, to get drafted, yeah, that would have been beautiful, but it didn't happen. So you know, he didn't want to go the independent route, and I get it. I mean, look, he, he was he invested 16, 17 years. He played multiple travel teams. Sometimes, some seasons, he played for his parochial school team and two travel teams at the awesome. same time. He enjoyed it. Uh, it it's as a, as a parent who uh, who lived through it. I, I definitely miss it. I, I I wouldn't trade it. I would, if I had the chance to do it all over again. Yes. What one piece up. of advice would you give to little league parents now that are starting and getting involved in the the little league and getting their kid private lessons and the kids are learning and yeah. who do they play for and are they winning or are they not? What one or two pieces of advice do you, would you give to to little league? For well, one thing. Don't think that your kid's going to reach the major leagues <laughs> because <laughs> that's, everybody has those dreams. That's going to happen naturally. I mean, the kid continues to do well, continues to uh, enjoy it. kid has to enjoy it. Once the kid tells you, I don't want to play anymore, that's it. I mean, it's, it could hurt. It's going to hurt. I mean, it somewhat hurt, disappointed me. I thought, is he going to you know, try out as a free agent? And we talked to a couple of coaches, maybe sign him as a free agent. It just didn't happen, and he got his degree, you know. Look, what more can you ask? Uh, have him enjoy it. And uh, it builds, you know, social skills for these kids. You know, you're making friends for life for a lot of these kids. My son, Izzy, still keeps in touch with kids that he, you know, Carlos Rodon was his uh, uh, awesome. school teammate in second and third grade. You know, they were together through through third or fourth grade before he moved to North Carolina. Yeah, so uh, th- those are friendships that, you know, that they, that they, that they uh, maintain you know obviously a lot of them go their separate ways a lot of them stop playing but uh there are a few that keep in touch through the years uh but yeah have fun and the parents uh, look 
The other one, you know, and I, and I confess, you know, that some games will get heated and uh, maybe a umpire makes a bad call here and there and parents sometimes react and uh, that's another one. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> look, the umpire's doing the best he can and games could get really tense, games could get really hot and, uh, uh, yeah, there were, th that's another one. It's hard, but, yeah, that's, that's the other uh, advice I would give a parent. Be a spectator and enjoy the game and... It's hard, but you know, stuff. which is which is what you know. You were mentioning before the show about the Cooperstown experience. You know that the parents don't sit near the dugouts. They don't sit near the teams. They ha they have a s designated seating area, far from the players. Wow, that's that's that. an experience that Cooperstown. Uh, that's a that's something that Cooperstown emphasizes. The parent like it's just for the kids. So. The parents are there, but you know they're <laughs> not. That's they're, awesome. they're not. Really neat. I like yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some lines on the floor. Yeah, they're not. They're, 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 the boxes. seating is separated from the dugouts. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, awesome. That's good yeah, advice. I, 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 That's good uh, advice. Yeah, it's it's an experience that I that I cherish. I mean, I I I, I fondly remember. <laughs> I have, I I have several times throughout my days. You know, I keep thinking back to those years. I mean, when he was in T-ball, when he was in. Uh, the the transition from t-ball to co to uh, kid pitch, you know t-ball is coach pitch coach first, it, right? Yeah. Right, and then from coach pitch to kid pitch, and how oh, is he gonna handle that? He did fine. I mean, it's another thing. I, I know a lot of kids, a lot of parents like getting their kids with private lessons uh, really early on. Sometimes it's not, and you know that beneficial for you know you know dad and kid can go out and play catch. Dad and kid can go to the cages, but I mean private instructor when you're four or five years old i don't know sometimes you might want to wait on that let him get as many reps as possible you know what i mean just naturally let naturally. them get as many reps naturally hit Natu as much as they can naturally right over their feet learn the basics right and then right. as they get older start fighting uh, I, I used to be at you know? grapeland all the time with my dad i yeah. remember like he used to come home from work hey la tarea. right yeah vamos, vamos, right. you know in grapeland park and <clears throat> and something that that like i, I, w I would never think would happen now We would form pickup baseball games. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, how yeah. crazy does that sound? You don't see that anymore. No, you don't. You see don't. That and, and the reason that, you know, a lot of these instructors have the young kids in the private lessons is because a lot of the parents aren't doing it. No. Yeah. They're working all day and all night, right. and, and, and they're just not. And, and I always say it, the, listen, Diamond Dreams, you know, we're going to give you your two days of practice. We're going to give you your structure. We're going to give you your games, you know, but. The real work and the real separator in the kids' development is, and I remember it. My dad go here like a Hey, vamos! You take me to Tamiami Field too. Right, Nobody right. was on it. He made what you know, right. four buckets, and I'm there, and then we're hitting against a chain link <laughs> fence where the sign says no batean. Right, <laughs> you know, and and just you don't see that anymore. And I no. tell parents all the time when they're making the transition from t-ball to coach pitch. The biggest thing is the catching the ball in the air. Right. You know, T-ball, we throw the ball on the ground. You know, yeah. it's easy. Right. Coach pitch, catch the ball in the air. Oh, you don't need a private instructor for that. Play catch with the kid Play 10 catch. minutes a day, exactly. Exactly. 15 minutes a day, that's all you 20 do. minutes a day. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what's going to really be the difference maker. An another sad uh, the times where we live in, before the neighborhood friends would form pickup teams. Oh, yeah. I yep. Mean, you could play. You could f you have neighborhood friends no, kids don't have neighborhood no, friends. Their don't. friends are either in their social in their social uh, activities yeah. or at school. Or they're playing video games. There was at least 20, <laughs> right. 30 kids, 20, 30 kids in the radius of four blocks in right. my neighborhood yeah. growing right. up. 20, exactly. 30 kids. Right. That's, you know? and, and there are 20, 30 kids probably yeah. in this radius right now. Yeah. But 
No, not playing outside. They're not playing outside. <laughs> Man, my, my dad would pitch to a bunch of kids at Grapeland. Kids that would just, you know, cross the street there on 37th Ave. Yeah. <clears throat> hey, you want to get a jugar? Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and you know, a few kids would get in the outfield. Right. My dad would pitch. We would hit fly balls. It was awesome, you know, and... And yeah, like and, and like you said, Santos, it's a cool experience. You build relationships, and you know, and even even me as a dad, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I've I've made friends with right. You with made friends through baseball. Already, I, I keep, I've and, made and good it, friends awesome. through the baseball dad experience. I mean, yeah. f- from way back in the Pasqual years, all the way through St. Brendan, <laughs> even through college. I mean, you know, you know, is his experience. He, he didn't get recruited locally. I mean, I think the only school that uh, was interested in him was Florida Memorial. I mean, no, none of the other schools. Miami Dade, no, no. So you know, he went to showcases. You know, my recommendation also, if if your kid is all, already at that high school stage and maybe he's not getting looked at by schools, go to the independent showcases. Don't go to the school showcases. Those are money grabs. I learned the hard way. <laughs> I took him to like three different schools that had their own individual showcases, and those were basically just money grabs for the programs. They already had their team set up. Right. But if you go to national showcases, I cited the example of Nick Martinez early like on. Like the perfect game, national perfect showcase, game, something like that. Perfect game sets up your profile. I mean, so if a coach, you know, follows you at another showcase, he'll see that he that he has a, a perfect game profile. So he'll follow you. But those uh, that, that, that that's what helped him land at, at Pfeiffer University where he did play four years. Oh yeah, that's awesome, and and you know now that we're we're um, you know we were talking about the little league stuff and parents and all that. I got a haircut last week with Barber three hundred five. Edgar. Edgar. Uh, he's uh, Edgar Scissorhands, <laughs> as he's known. But you know, I wanted to give him a shout out. The haircut was awesome. He's the he, man. He, he did a great job. So uh, he's you guys right need off a, of eighty uh, seventh, right? Eighty seventh and Eighth Street. And well, eighty yeah, like right eighty fifth around there, the shopping center. But yeah, hit him up, yeah. Barber305 on on Instagram. But really quick, you know, just uh, really quick before before we go, the Miami Dolphins, they lose two in a row. Um, you know, I thought the game against San Francisco, Tua was off. I think he, if, had he been on, you know, the, the, the receivers were very open. My brother went to this last game against San Diego. And, uh, San Diego. Yeah, Los Angeles. Him, yeah. I'm always going to call him the San hey, Diego Chargers. I still Chargers. call the Indianapolis Colts the Baltimore Colts. By, <laughs> the, by the way, my brother was telling me there were more Dolphin fans at SoFi Stadium than Charger fans. Yeah. But, you know, uh, this game was the first game I truly believed that, that McDaniel got outcoached because they shut mm-hmm. down that offense. My brother said from where he was sitting, he would look, and none of the receivers were, were open. None. Yeah, you, you have to emphasize maybe a few more runs, maybe short passes, maybe screens, maybe down the flats. I, yeah, that those those passes downfield, are, they didn't work. I mean, and they were bumping those receivers throughout. Yeah. And obviously you need a bounce-back game, Mike. You're gonna, <laughs> you, your bounce-back game is going to be against snow no. in Buffalo no. on a Saturday Listen, night. Um, you said something uh, when you introed it. You said that Tua, Tua was off. Two was way, way off. Yeah. Okay. You know, in the late second quarter, he was three for nineteen. Yeah. And 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 listen, guys, his his you know, and and I felt bad because, dude, his throws were off by eight ten feet. You know what I mean? And then you know he hit Tyreek. You know, then they pulled a little closer, but but I don't know, man. I just again, you know, I always I always talk about Tua, and yeah, he he wins and stuff like that. But as the season's getting longer. 
I think we're seeing a little more teams kind of well, like scheme they, and, they sh- and, and they see what sh- happens. They the showed a stat, Mike, the other, uh, a couple of days ago. In in December, he's terrible. And, and is it is it is it like the you know is it, it's it, to me it looks mental. Even in the San Francisco game, it, it almost looked like he was like he wasn't that fiery tool we had yeah. seen the past few weeks. We, he was he was in his own head. Amando, it's gonna be tough in Buffalo. Oh my God! And Absolutely, <laughs> we we have no business winning that game. And the uh, and, and and the other story with that game sun, Sunday is the uh, the quarterback that was drafted one spot R- after. Yeah. Him. <laughs> And who looked amazing. Who looked amazing. And he's been amazing for the first two seasons. Yeah. He, he, he's an elite quarterback. And, and by the way, we could go, we could go like, you know, another hour if I go into this topic, but Jalen Phillips getting called for roughing the passer. That's horrible. I yeah, mean, that was terrible. I, 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 I truly believe, Mike, you know, your, your, your girls are three and eight, if I'm not mistaken. Uh-huh. My son's five. By the time they're adults, the NFL is going to be a flag football league. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> it's going to be a flag football league. That's what it's going to be. It, it, it's so ridiculous. I mean, Jalen Phillips, he did everything in his power to not hurt right. uh, Herbert, Herbert or get called for a penalty. And he got and he got penalized anyway. So Can you imagine Marino playing in this, these rules nowadays where you oh can't God, touch a quarterback? Oh, my God. He for like 20,000 yards in a season. <laughs> <laughs> but but really quick, you know, before we, we go um, – we never talk boxing on 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 Diamond Dreams Miami up and in. It's always the first time. Always the first. It's always the first time. But you know, I'm 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 a long time boxing guy. Covered boxing, had a boxing podcast and and YouTube show. And you know, Santos has been covering boxing for a very long time. I used to I used to read him, you know, his articles, and then you know we got to sit alongside each other, ringside at many many fights. Um, the biggest fight in boxing that could be made. Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence, you know, for at first, oh no, because Aram, you know, Terrence Crawford leaves top rank mm-hmm. and the fight's still not happening because, oh, you know, no 50 50 split, 60 40, I'm the top dog, this and that. Terrence Crawford fights over the weekend against David Avensanyan and knocks him the heck out. Highlight real knockout. To me, Terrence Crawford is the best fighter in, 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 in boxing, agree. but he's 35. I mean, he's still showing flashes that he, you know, he still got it, but. You know, is it Waiting is it gonna be, is it gonna be one of these Mayweather Pacquiao? It's, it's Mayweather Pacquiao 2.0. They're gonna wait. Uh, I'm not putting all the blame on on Premier Boxing, but come on, I mean, he the the, the big obstacle, like you mentioned, was expected to be top rank uh, promoting Crawford. Well, he's no he's no longer being promoted by top rank. Now, if Crawford is his own promoter, I guess he, I guess he must have somebody yeah, to handle he had, his... he had to put it on Black Prime, <laughs> right. you know, which is a new, I guess, um, it's, pay-per-view it's, it, or something. It's going to be the, the Mayweather-Pacquiao situation all over again, which is sad. It's I mean, sad. I mean, when you think about it... It's, it's but, but, these two guys could have fought on, two, people, three years ago. What's going on? These guys don't want to fight each other to see who the best guy is when they're in their prime. Guys before used to fight right. each other all the time. The, the, the closest we've used had to fight all the time. The, the closest we've had recently with with Wilder and uh, and Fury. Yeah, and, and the heavyweights. Those no, were three and, and amazing fights. Yeah, and, you know, I, you and people me, talked it about again. it. You beat me. Let's do it again. People you beat me, talked let's do about it. Again, you know, and those were the that's the the one example that the two promoters. Uh, contract conflicting promoters work together, and look what happened: three entertaining fights, and yet you know they don't want to do it. I mean, that, that, look that, that's, for that's been the problem in the sport for years. The, for all his faults, you know, because obviously the guy's not perfect. He had a lot of things that that were <laughs> were looked down upon. 
Don King gets dogged a lot for, you know, oh, Don King did this, Don King did that. Don King put, used to put the best boxing cards from top to bottom. <laughs> Long of cards. any promoter. I mean, you like 10-hour shows. These yep. shows you start at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Yep. And, and like and eight we, of the fights were title fights. Eight of the fights. Yeah. Uh, and you don't see that anymore. You don't see it. And sadly, I mean, you have the t fighters tied to TV networks, tied to promoters. And then you know, when, when you want to do a cross promotion, yeah, you have an issue with the, the two networks. But it worked with uh, with Fury and, and Wilder. Why can't it work with uh, with Spencer? Absolutely, with, with Spencer Crawford. It's you know, and some some other good young fighters too. Javante Davis who's gonna fight now. Ryan Garcia. They're trying to set that, that how fight good, up. How good is Ryan Garcia? Ryan Garcia is good. You know, it's 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 one of these things that you know he's he's um you know I mean I mean Jake Jake Paul's you know he's a boxer now, but he was a YouTube guy first. Ryan Garcia was a boxer who became a, a YouTube right. and social media star. So a lot of people look down upon that because, oh, he's the pretty, but, but the, the kid could fight. Kid and, fight. He, and he's shown guts. You know, he got up from the canvas against Luke Campbell. But against Javante Davis, that may be, a, you know, a task a little bit too, too hey, tall because well, Javante Davis could, could hit. He could put, he's a great boxer and he can punch. Yeah. I mean, he, he's got the, those two attributes. Uh, Dimitri Bivol, I mean, when we're talking about fighter of the year, I think beating Canelo soundly the way he yeah. did. All and, and then he uh, shot out um, he shot Surdo. Out Surdo. Um, I, I see him as the... Uh, I want to see him fight Batervia. Yeah, no, I, that's, that, that's that fight a fight to, to be make. made. I mean... And then, you know, then we'll see... I, I would love to see Canelo Benavides. Um, and, you know, and there's... You like Morel. I like Morel a lot. Like Morel. I think Morel would be... He's a Cuban kid, Southpaw. Lives in Minnesota. Based in T Minnesota. Tony Oliva goes to all his fights, Mike. Oh, wow. Yeah. Every time he fights, Tony Oliva's in, in, right. in, the, in the audience. The kid, I mean, not this isn't anything to, you know, celebrate or whatever, but he almost killed his last opponent. Legit. The guy had brain surgery after the fight. This kid could hit. And, oh, wow. and he's like the, the antithesis of, like, the Cuban, <laughs> like, you know, Latino Cubano, right, you know? Right. The Cuban style is like, you know, hit, move around, punch, accumulate points, kind of like the amateurs. This kid, like, goes in for the kill. Nice. And, and Love he, that. He's, he's a good, he's a right, very good fighter. Entertaining, entertaining and very good fighter. What's his name? David Morrell. David Morrell. Awesome. Only has about eight fights. I mean, yeah. they, they're moving already, up and he pretty already, fast. He has a belt. I mean, it's not like he didn't beat like the legit guy, but he has a belt. And and Las Santos, Naoya Inouye, the monster, best Japanese fighter to me. He's right up there with Crawford. In, in no, the, yeah, he's in the top I, I don't know five, if he watched yeah. the fight this morning, but he... it. it it gave me flashbacks of Roy Jones Jr. Really, that, that uh, I didn't he, see. He it, dominated yeah. from one through ten. Then he knocked out Paul Butler. Uh, he won. In, the, the guy has four belts in his division. Japanese fighter. I mean, I. How much does he weigh? A hundred band weight. So that's one eighteen. One eighteen. Wow. One eighteen. Tiny. And he's gonna move <laughs> up to one twenty two now because he doesn't have, um, you know, the the competition. But do you do you think maybe fighting like a Stephen Fulton? Is, is something that he could achieve? Because, you know, there's one thing punching at 108 and 112 yeah, and, we, we, and 118, we, but can he can he do a Pacquiao and, and translate that, that power? Why not? I mean, I think pa Pacquiao managed to do it. You know, there's always been accusations, though, Pacquiao. <laughs> you know, you All know, the way to 154. 154, knocking off fighters. You start at 100 and, what, 12 pounds? And, but, uh, yeah, and, and, and the sport needs, needs stars like that because... Uh, it, it's 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 missing. It's missing those personalities. And this guy from Japan, uh, 
could be, he, he needs more fights here. He needs to make that that splash here. Hasn't done it yet, right? I think he's had a couple of fights here, but not not uh, not the presence that he needs, you know, to make it. He's obviously huge in Japan, so yeah. he can make a lot of money fighting there all the time. But it'll be great if he can uh, he can he can make some of those appearances here. So if 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 our name is Diamond Rees Miami up and in the little boxing segment is Diamond Rees <laughs> Miami <laughs> in your it. face, we love in your it. Face. We love it. A little bit of everything. You got to you got to know a little bit about, about <laughs> everything, man. You got to pay attention. You know, you got to learn something all the time. And man, and and you know, bo boxing boxing is a sport that's like I mean, I'm I'm, I'm Cubano thing, you know, baseball and boxing, la pelota yeah. y el boxeo, and that's what I would watch with my dad growing up. Fantastic. All the time, yeah. Yankees baseball and yep. and boxing. Yep. But Santos, I want to thank you for coming on. No, thank you, Mike, thank you so much, man. He provided man. a awesome lot of, uh, show. Lot of and we, I think man. we just scratched the surface, man. We're gonna have to. He's number ten. We're gonna have to get him back at number twenty. <laughs> we we <laughs> yeah. do. There's a lot it. more to talk about, and you know, by the time twenty hits, we're gonna oh. all these guys we mentioned. It, it, it'd be it'd be cool to see where all these like dominoes fall, right? Absolutely, right. absolutely. I can't where wait. We all end up with JD Martinez, where he ends up. So, so, so let's see. But you know, for you know, I, I, I want to thank everybody again for for listening to us. And thank Mike, you, you so know, much, I, man. I keep getting good feedback. Good feedback. feedback. Hey, we're gonna keep on with the content. We're gonna keep going. We're gonna keep pushing. If you have any ideas, something that you want to talk about. Hit us up. We're going to have some good spicy shows coming up. Yeah, let us know. But, you know, catch us on every single podcast platform. You know, we'll, we'll post on social media so you can catch us. And, yeah, we'll, we'll be we'll be on every week. And, and you know, and, and somebody asked me the other day, Mike, um, you know, they're like, oh, with, with your podcast, is it necessary to do it every week? I'm like, yes. Yeah, and it is. maybe even <laughs> twice a week soon. Yeah. Once <laughs> the know? season hits, Absolutely. there'll be more shows. Absolutely. And, and, you know, we're mixing up the locations. We're going to, you know, start with the food again, hopefully next week, and we'll be in good shape. Yeah, that'd be great. But, yeah, looking forward to that draft. But, yeah, this has do been it. Diamond Dreams Miami up and in. See ya.